Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is probably long overdue. This is about Burning Man. Burning Man, yes. I love Burning Man. I have been three times, and I have some stories to share that... Hopefully you'll find fun and exciting and uh, and or educational and or inspiring and or scary and whatever. There's I had all sorts of experiences out there, so I'm going to share some of my favorites and some of my less than favorites and some observations and some reflections and all sorts of stuff. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Uh, first, in case you're new to the show, my name's Winston and I am, uh, yeah, I do this show. That's about all you need to know. I'm a normal guy. I'm an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, a internet marketing consultant during the day, musician, an artist. I guess that part's important. I'm an artist, a uh, multi-instrumentalist. I've been producing music for many years, and I love electronic music. I love all sorts of music, and I love partying, but not as much these days. I used to a lot more. I used to play out in nightclubs a lot. Before that, I used to play in uh, parties, underground dance parties and private parties I still do and corporate gigs now I do and all this stuff. So anyway, once upon a time ago, I think it was 2006 is when I went to my first Burning Man, I believe is around then. Um, so 2006, so first of all, I'll tell you back when I was really young, and I want to say this was probably fourth or fifth grade. So however one old one is when they're in fourth or fifth grade. That's how old I was when I first heard of Burning Man. It was back when it was still a relatively new thing, I think. I think it was maybe, I don't remember exactly when it was founded, but um, our neighbor, the grown-up neighbor, not the kids that my uh, brother and I played with, but the uh, father, he was telling my dad about Burning Man. This event, you go out and sit in the middle of the desert and people just, you know, or have fun and there's music and you party all night and I remember him telling my dad about it and it's even as a kid I remember it's like man that sounds awesome <laughs> it's like it's in the middle of the desert but you have these trucks and these things where um you know there's like snow inside of trucks you can go hang out in and there's music and whatever so I remember even as a kid thinking like man that sounds amazing and then kind of didn't really hear about it again or think about it again for many years it wasn't it wasn't a mainstream thing for a long time it was just you know small group of people that go out and celebrate this and dance and do their thing. And then uh, by the time I, yeah, so 2006, I think I was about 26 then, and, uh, oh, wow, beautiful rainbow. Cool. I saw, um, so my good friend and I were going to go, and uh, it was with my good friend Jared. Him and I were driving up together, and he was driving, I was riding, and we think we drove pretty much straight there we stopped in Reno or whatever we're from San Diego right so it was a, it was a decent drive and uh, I remember you know it's a it was a pretty long drive we finally got there so we weren't going to be able to make the whole week you know we were working we had some friends that were already there already set up and had been there for a, a little bit so by the time we got there it was already three days in I believe and I remember, you know, we'd been driving all day. Then we got there. You have to, we had to wait in the line to get in for, 
I don't know, maybe an hour or two. I don't quite remember, but it was, it felt like forever, you know, we're so excited. And then, um, we got to ring the bell. Cause when you get out there, there's a welcoming committee and, uh, you know, if you're a first timer, then you get to ring the bell and you got to roll in the dirt on the playa, which is kind of fun. And so we did that. And, um, then we, we started driving in. Now, Jared had pasted, or not pasted, taped this. He had printed out a thing, a quote from Hunter S. Thompson. Um, oh, what did it say? I don't remember. But some some quote that was awesome. Some, some <laughs> I don't remember. But we had that going across the strip of the car, so we were, you know, it was like facing us, so we could read it. And then as we're driving into Burning Man, um, you know, it's the early morning, not mid-morning, because it was already hot. It was, like, super hot. And I just remember this big, fiery dragon, golden dragon, floating across the playa as we're pulling in. And it, this thing was magnificent. It was epic. It was, oh, wait, oh, man, I don't know if I can take a picture while I'm podcasting here, because there's a glorious, oh, nailed it, nailed it. Oh, man, this is so great. I'm getting a picture of <laughs> getting a picture of this rainbow that goes right into a dump truck in front of me. This is like the most perfect, perfect angle for this to happen. It's glorious. Okay. I'm gonna catch I'm gonna do something even I should not be doing this. I'm sorry. Sorry, friend, this is quite a distraction. But this is Burning Man. And you know what's even more glorious about this? Is it's another Burning Man story. Okay. Oh, I'm all pumped up now. I'm like so we enter Burning Man, and there's a golden dragon floating across the sand. This thing is huge and beautiful. And it was just like, dude, this is the most, ins- like, this is, we're two minutes into Burning Man, and there's a floating golden dragon that is huge. It's like the size of a bus. And we just both started laughing, like, you know, we're just like, hilarious. This is insane. Oh, there's the other side of the rainbow. Holy crud. This is, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is the most incredible, I've never, whoa, and I just missed that opportunity. I'm going to try to get a shot of that too. So anyway, skip to uh, the third time I went, there was a double rainbow, and I was inside doing whatever I was doing, and I could hear, you know, yelling out on, like, outside of our, we, on that year, the third year, we had a uh, motor home, and people you just all of a sudden hear yelling all you know outside and it's like what and I was just like over it at that in that particular moment it's just like all the freaking spazzy burners are just out there causing trouble you know being mischievous and whatnot turns out what I didn't go to look at was a double rainbow on the playa a golden opportunity of magic and awesomeness that I completely just was over and didn't even I didn't believe in you know I heard and I didn't like put it together what they were yelling about so that was my double rainbow story that I missed. So talking about Burning Man and then now literally seeing a uh, rainbow, that's a pretty cool little coincidence right there, friend. All right, so um, first year of Burning Man, it was, um, what the frick? Sorry, weird, all sorts of weird stuff. Something just fell out of my hair. What's going on here, friends? Um, so... We're at Burning Man. It's just madness. Just talking about Burning Man is bringing madness into my experience right now. This is that's how it is sometimes. So first year at Burning Man, um, <laughs> my uh, what did we camp in? We had tents, and my friend Dave is a genius. 
and he built or first he designed and then built this crazy shade structure i don't remember if we had this the first year maybe this was the second time it all somewhat burnt burns together <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we're gonna keep that and it was this massive like if you can imagine a big circus tent but made out of this shiny metallic um shade material that's what it looked like and it had, we had this big metal i don't know how he got all this stuff together but he did it was amazing so good one dave um this big like 12 foot steel pole for the middle and then you know pitch that in the middle and then run these cables off it for stabilization and then the shade structure over the top and then we had all so then we had like the chill space inside which was like where we all just kind of chilled and that had its own like one of those pop-up tent kind of things with um you know underneath the shade structure and then we had all our little tents also under the shade structure kind of surrounding the chill the chill tent so that was so we had this really cool like underground little community of uh or under tent kind of little community of our friends and that was um I think that was my first burn and it was it was amazing you know that we had that because it was organized my friend knew what he was doing and we were all there and it was like you know my really good friends really really cool experience so that was kind of the the getting there and arrival and, and um some of the highlights and some of these may not be from the first experience i don't quite recall again but um just hearing so we were so burning man is laid out like a city in case you don't know i'm sure some of you are well familiar with it but there's the part that's called the playa which is basically the big flat open space and then in a semicircle around that is the city or the town the part the suburbia if you will of burning man where there's streets and that's where people camp and live okay and so we would be camping and living we stayed we were probably like two or three blocks in maybe yeah um from the playa our, our first year so um far enough away from the chaos that we could sleep but not so far that it was like hard to get to now oh so bikes are a big thing at burning man and for whatever reason mine did not work i think my first year i had um faulty brakes uh, that, that were like stuck on and i could not unstick them and so it was like everybody was biking along everywhere and I was having to work super extra hard just to try to keep up. And that was really sucky. <laughs> it was horrible because I wasn't in such great shape anyway. And uh, that did not make it easy. And Burning Man is a big freaking place. It's a big place. And so to navigate without a bike was, um, you know, made it a little harder. And so I spent a good amount of time just trying to get my bike fixed, going to the camp, um, you know, and whatnot. And... Um, so that was part of the experience for me and then part of the experience was um that first year was going out into the madness in the middle of the night and uh you we my friend mark he's um one of maybe it's his brother dave somewhat somebody in our crew was smart enough to think like hey you should write i think it might have been dave you should write your address on your arm in case you forget when you get lost right so we all wrote our addresses um, somewhere on our persons and whatnot so that way in case we got lost somebody could help us get home <laughs> and the streets are cool so the first theme that I went to I believe was the American dream that was the theme of our park uh, that, no, that was the second year I went 
Oh, the first one was freaking um, Fear and Loathing, I think. It was, um, yeah, I think so. I think it might have been something about Fear and Loathing, which is a big movie for my friends and I. That was a movie we really um, dug. And uh, some of my friends read all these books and all that. I never got, um, I never read his books, but I was definitely a fan of of the movie. And uh, somebody, nobody I know, of course, but somebody I know, no, nobody I know had this, but it would have been cool if somebody had a box similar to the suitcase that Hunter S. Thompson had in that movie. That would have been awesome. And um, and so we were on good ones the whole, we it, we had a great trip. And so the middle of Burning Man, uh, so there's what's called dark wads, right? If you're, if you don't have glowy stuff on you at night, you're a dark wad, which is, <laughs> it's just a great name. And it's, it's also dangerous to be a dark wad because you could get hit by an art car or, you know, just randoms out there on bikes in the middle of the night. So you see all these amazing, cool costumes that light up and fire is everywhere. Oh yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the art. So the art is a massive, massive, it blew my mind. It blew my mind how much time and energy and money people put into their art projects for Burning Man. This is, it was some of the most beautiful, incredible art that I've ever personally seen. And some of it was just so massive, like such a massive undertaking. They had, had to have had so many people working on it, so much time. And uh, so some of my favorites, there's this one that um, there was probably 10 or 20, I don't know, Oh, oh man, it's like it all it's all coming back to me now, friends. Um there's this one where it was these probably like I'd say eight foot bases and then there was like a thing on top for to shoot this giant fireball up into the sky. Right? Um but there was ten of them laid out and they're probably like ten to twenty yards and it's somewhat blurry, right? Um, maybe fifteen yards apart, right? And 10 of them. So you just see this long line of these light up things that during the day they weren't really doing anything. But at night, this guy had a trigger system where he could play these things like an instrument. And so if you could imagine huge, like 15 foot fireballs shooting into the sky and explosions, but also could it be sustained? Like it could be, he could do it in short bursts, like, and if you were within. You know, if you were within 10, 15 yards of this thing, you could feel the heat. You could feel the power of this fireball explosion. And it was like, it was amazing. You know, there's this very primal thing that happens when fire is that powerful <laughs> near you. Or at least for me, it was like, I was just blown away. And so it could be like, he would, it would go in like a sequence, like, and then back. So it would like go away and then back and then sometimes from the middle it would split and go to each edge and then back and then sometimes it would all go on at once and sometimes you would hold it and he was just playing, you know, having so much fun, I'm sure, playing with these giant fireball machines that were all lined up so he could do cool designs. And the scope and the, the, the size and the power of this is, it's beyond words, right? I mean, it really is. It's one of those things you have to see and experience for yourself. And so that was one thing that really was amazing. And then there was this part, um, is this the first one? I don't remember if this was, no, yeah, no, it had to be a second. Okay, never mind. Um, 
I think I'm going to do a few episodes on this because I'm fired up and I'm sitting in traffic. So I'll be able to to get deep into the Burning Man vibe because uh, it, was, it was a good, was, there's many lessons I learned during these experiences and that I'd like to share with you. So, um, uh, all right, where are we at here? I don't, I haven't been keeping track of the time and I got to keep these things on track. Sorry. Just do a little check-in, see how we're doing here. Uh, I have no idea. Okay, this is going to be crazy. I didn't look at the clock when I started. So I think I'm going to um, take a pause right here for this particular episode and start um, episode two in a minute because I don't know if I've uh, hit the time limit. So until next time, friend, be flowing.